Hello and welcome to the ARC Podcast. This is episode four. I'm Adam Sabados. I'm Joy Fabry. Today we're talking about Bibles. We're here with Kevin O'Brien. Kevin, what's your title at Tyndale? Brand and Product Manager, which is a fancy way of saying I do product development and marketing for Bibles. And we're here to talk about a very specific Bible called the Illustrated Study Bible. And we're going to go behind the scenes with Kevin, the forerunner for this project, and hear a little bit about the development and um, tell you about our vision for it. So first, Kevin, if you wouldn't mind answering. I, wh- I, have, a, I, have, I have actually a question before we start. Kevin, okay. have you ever been on a podcast before? I have not been on a podcast that I can think of. I listened to several, but uh, but I have not been. So. <laughs> so we're happy to be your first. Yeah. Sorry yes. to interrupt. That's okay. I just, Welcome to I really the show. wanted to know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Kevin, what is the Illustrated Study Bible and how is it unique from other Bibles? Well, the Illustrated Study Bible was an interesting um, project to be a part of because in many ways it's a study Bible. It does what study Bibles do. It helps explain the parts of scripture we don't understand, gives background, does all of those things that you expect a study Bible to do. But at the same time, um, it is fundamentally different than other study Bibles out there. We approach this from a standpoint of um, what would make this study Bible unique. When we first started talking about doing a four color study Bible, the, the challenge was basically, all right, that's fine, but everybody's got a four-color study Bible. Why is this unique? What is the difference for this Bible? And what we wanted to do was to create a Bible where the color wasn't just there as an accent or to be pretty, but that we would include things that would really be content as well as, as image. So the illustrations that we put in this Bible were designed with the idea that it's going to help a person understand a concept, an idea, a person. Um, we looked long and hard at, at um, what's going on in the world. How do you communicate well with today's visual generation? We did research that said, essentially, in one one-hundredth of a second of looking at something, we get a sense of what's going on that people are, I think it's about 80% more likely to read if they use color, if you incorporate color into that. And we said, okay, who does that well? And we looked around and you see um, in children's books, it's DK. They do an amazing job. Um, But I think the bar for us was always National Geographic. It doesn't matter if it's their television programming or the magazine that we all know they have incorporated color, incorporated imagery in a way that really helps you understand something that you might not have understood before. And so uh, Dan Farrell, one of our designers and I, when we met to kind of kick off the visual signature of this, I brought in five copies of, of National Geographic with flags all over them and said, this is what I want. This is what I want us to try to pull off. And I'm really amazed and we were able to do that very, very well. So you see the, there's a two-page spread on the plagues, and you get a sense of what's going on there. Or Paul's journeys, there's a, a satellite map with all of the places he went and 
and some of those major cities, and you get a sense of, if this is the reality that they face. It's not just a story somewhere, but it's a real thing. And hopefully, um, people will engage more and see what God is up to more in this because of those illustrations. Awesome. Can you uh, talk a little bit about the process behind um, how do you decide which parts get visuals and how did you decide which visuals to use? Yeah, that was um, an interesting process. So it, um, Dan Farrell, who is the lead designer, art director on this project, and Sean Harrison, who is the main editor, and then myself, we met once every week, every other week, um, for about nine or ten months straight, and we went through the base content for this project. Um, we looked at um, study notes and theme notes and profiles and, and book introductions and section introductions. And we looked at those things and we said, okay, what can we illustrate well? What should we illustrate well? And one of the things that we really wanted to try hard to do was the, 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 all the study notes, all the things that go into this, try really hard to open up what is the world of the Bible like. And, and a lot of Bibles work at the level of what does this mean to me now? What is going on in, in my life now? How do I apply it? And that's important. But that's not what this Bible was. This Bible was attempting to open up windows to the world of the Bible. That was one of the early ways that we talked about this. And so we tried really hard to limit sort of the contemporary world images, which is really hard when you're using photographs. Um, one of the other things we ran into was most of the art, Bible art out there, um, is very, very um, European. Um, and the world of the Bible wasn't. Uh, not in architecture, not in the way people looked, not in the hairstyles, not in any of that stuff. So we struggled to figure out how do, we, how do you um, kind of walk that tightrope? And so we found some very interesting ways of, yeah, there are images of old masters in there, but they're cropped in such a way so that your emphasis is not on, hey, that guy looks like he's from Germany, not from Israel, mm -hmm. um, but on what is the story being told. Uh, we, yeah, there are a lot of contemporary images, but they're all designed to point back to what is the idea, who is the person there. And so we worked through literally everything, every profile, and said, okay, what's, what's here that, that we need? Hey, what do we need to write new ones? for um, one of the things uh, in the NLT study Bible which shares a lot of material here is there was no um, kind of profile or theme on for instance the Babylonian Empire and they play a huge part in what goes on in the story of the Bible so we added things like that to really kind of round out what is that world like we added an intertestamental or expanded on an intertestamental section and we said, hey, um, you need to know who Antiochus Epiphanes is. Um, you need to know who the Maccabees were because if you don't understand these guys, you don't understand the world that Jesus lives in. And so those are the kinds of things we tried to do. And uh, some of it, it just came to us quick and some of it was, was hard and, and Dan and, uh, and Jen and Ruth 
from the design team all worked on making those things work well and they come back and they show us and most often it was okay you nailed it and sometimes it was okay not quite we've got to switch this or that but it really worked well and I think we've um, we've got some amazing things there to, to go there I just wish we could have fit more but um, mm-hmm. it weighs five pounds as it is. So. <laughs> wow now tell us a little bit more about the taglines that you've chosen I've noticed you have a few what yeah. are they so we had a meeting um, it was kind of well into the the production of the product was down the line and we met uh, a team of us met to say okay how do we talk about this in a way that really explains what we're up to and one of the things that um, out of this meeting uh, a couple things came uh, came out of it and the first was uh, we tried really hard to say okay if we took a verse that encapsulated why we did this particular Bible what would that be and Hebrews 4.12 came to the top. Uh, the Word of God is alive and powerful. Um, and so that's become sort of the, um, if there is a tagline for the Bible, it's that. Um, and so in the advertisement you'll, advertisements, you'll see the Word of God is alive and powerful. Now see why. And that sort of gets to the heart of the, of the project. But from a marketing campaign standpoint of how are we going to talk about this broad, more broadly speaking, um, Open My Eyes was another one that came to the top. And that's from Psalm 119.18, which says, Open my eyes to the uh, wonderful truths of your instructions. And it, it fits really well with this product because it's all about using those visuals to help us see things that maybe we haven't seen before. Uh, you've grown up in the church, been around the Bible, you may have read a passage a hundred times and never seen something. And hopefully those visuals will help spark something. So, and that was um, sort of the, the genesis of those two things. We asked ourselves um, if God had sort of the photo book, what would it look like? His own photo book. And hopefully we've, we've captured a little bit. Of, I know it's a little bit... Um, uh, maybe arrogant to say that's what we've achieved, but that's what we're we were pointing at when we did that. So speaking of the taglines and advertising, I've seen some of the ads, and they are works of art themselves. Um, can you talk a little bit about some of the advertising that you have going in the marketing campaign, most notably the public transit? Yeah, so we've done several things. You're going to see a lot of the typical things that we do. It will be in retailer catalogs. It will be um, in online uh, banners and things. We've done ads in trade publications, and we'll have some in uh, some of the major um, places like relevant magazines coming up. We got a chance to do one in the Washington Times recently for a freedom of religion section that they did when the, uh, when the Pope was here. Um, and we've got a couple of other pieces as well. Um, the Open My Eyes theme, we've created a, a booklet that's going out to people to endorse. And it basically, um, in 12 spreads, tells the story of, of the scripture, largely using images from inside of, of the Bible. So it's got creation and humanity and uh, the God's chosen people in the Exodus and, 
and the conquest of monarchy and exile. Jesus' birth and his life, his death and resurrection, uh, the birth of the church, and then the return of Christ. And all of those combined with a, um, a scripture, which is first person from God, kind of summing that up. So that's going to go out um, both to um, endorsers and, and some people. Um, we uh, will be doing some things, um, hopefully blog posts and there's some other things coming up. Uh, but one of the big things that we've done, which we've never done before, and to my knowledge, no Bible has ever done before, is um, in the month of October, for five weeks, um, we will be taking over rail cars in Boston and in Chicago um, that use that messaging of open my eyes and uh, pushing people to openmyeyes.com, which is a really interesting site where you can see all of those images of, of of that story of scripture, plus get uh, samples and that kind of thing. Um, and our whole goal is to say, is to, to stop people who maybe wouldn't normally pay attention to a Bible, much less a study Bible, and say, hey, you know what, there might be something here that you don't expect. You might see something that you've never thought about before. And so those are, those are a few of the things that we're doing, um, and uh, hopefully there will be more to come. Yeah, and public transit is one of those places where everyone is on their smartphones. So if you see an interesting advertising, it's it's the perfect place to just, what is that? And then you look it up on your phone. So that's, I thought that was a great idea to do. Yeah, that. it'll be, it's very interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what will happen there. So one of the other um, interesting things that we're doing is we have a partnership with WayFM, which is a chain of uh, Christian radio stations across the country. And every October, they do what they call the world's biggest small group, um, where they have their listeners sign up and listen together, or read together um, from a specific Bible. Um, this year, the Illustrated Study Bible is that Bible. And so when the listeners sign up, um, they're going to get a devotional every day, um, and uh, six days a week. And those devotionals um, have to do with faith and hope and prayer and grace. And they're, taking, they're taken from an NLT scripture, and they're tied in with uh, one of the resources of the Illustrated Study Bible on those themes. And looking at how, does, um, how do those ideas, those themes in the Bible, work their way out, and how do they work in our lives? And so they, WayFM does a big deal with it. Um, their, their DJs are involved um, with that, and they're um, talking about it. They are participating in it. Um, each one of the DJs will have a devotion that they've written. Um, and the people who sign up and get to be part of it, one of the big draws is there's a contest to go to the Holy Land. Hmm. Um, so those things are a lot of fun, and it's a way for us to reach out um, and the whole theme, again, is open my eyes. And so that's going to be a really cool uh, thing for people to be a part of uh, this October. Yeah, we'll track that down and put a link to it in our, our show notes. Kevin, what was one of your favorite parts about this process? You know, I think meeting with Sean and Dan was a tremendous amount of fun. Um, it was, this has been both the, the most challenging project I've worked on. I've been at Tyndale for 10 years, almost 10 years most challenging and most fun at the same time. 
we would spend literally an entire afternoon um, going through a section at a time and talking through what is the main point of this section? What do we absolutely have to include? Trying to figure out how on earth do you, do you visualize that? Some of the things that we wanted to visualize, we just couldn't because those ideas are hard to, to, to come by. But it was really fun to go through that process and then see what happened. Um, and I think equal to that for me was also seeing um, the designers as they came back with sort of their visual interpretation of, of what was going on and to hear how just in the process of creating that, um, they saw something they hadn't seen before. And to me, that was, um, that was a really big deal because if the people working on it for over a year at the end of the project can say, this was amazing and I learned so much, then we've done our job. And I feel like that, that, that will really hit home for the person who's gonna buy this Bible. Um, so that, those were the two things that really stick out to me. Are you worried at all that pastors are going to be mad at you because people are going to be flipping through their Bibles instead of listening to sermons? <laughs> no, it's too heavy. They're not going to carry it to church, I don't think. You know, I was at a conference recently, and somebody asked me if it was going to be in large print ever, and I was like, I don't. I don't think so. That would be a huge... It would be very hard to do. Like um, 10 pounds. Technically, you can do it, but we would probably have to do some promotion with Sam's Knight, you know, wheel the bridge to carry it along. Yes. Um, yeah, that, that would be tough. Um, mm. But, yeah, this is... I don't expect this is the carry it to church Bible. Um, this is the... This is maybe what I use in my small group, definitely my personal study and devotion, because mm. um, it's not small. Yeah. So... <laughs> And the best place to go for people to learn more is, is it openmyeyes.com? Yeah, and so you can see more there. You'll see some interiors there. Um, we have recently kind of totally uh, revamped the website, so it should be a really interesting experience for people. Awesome. And, of course, you can go to local Christian bookstore or Amazon or Tyndale.com and learn more about prices and anything else that we feel that we missed I, I just you know it's my background is biblical studies theology and I've gone to seminary and, and done the degrees and it's really easy for people to turn the study of the Bible into an accumulation of facts mm -hmm. of if I know more about this then I'm good and um, I've always felt like that's a dangerous assumption to have. And the thing that I love about what Tyndale has done and has always been about with Bibles is it's not about accumulating facts. Um, when I was in seminary, I had a, a, a preaching professor ask me after a sermon. He said, Kevin, you clearly have the text. My question is, does the text have you? Mm. And for 25 years, I've been haunted by that question I think it's the most important question I was ever asked during that time because when we study the Bible it shouldn't be about the accumulation of facts it should be a catalyst for our connection with God and I really think that this Bible um, is a tool that can help people do that and so if there's nothing else about it um, 
my hope, my prayer has been through this whole process that that we get beyond the um, I've got the right answers to the questions, but I've made that connection with God. So hopefully that's what we. we that's incredible. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, thank you for telling us more about this. Looks like an awesome Bible, and we'll look forward to hearing more about it in the future. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you.